You know what's crazy? I'll tell you what's crazy. Being the most hated man on Facebook, we're on I-65 North, heading to North Nashville. We're working a story about a 70-year-old woman who was duped by a con man. As we merge onto I-40 West, known as the Inner Loop, we encounter a sea of brake lights. We slow and pull to the shoulder just before the overpass. What the? Then I see it. I'm staring at a truck wedged into the bridge overpass. At least two-thirds of the highway is choked off as motorists who have come to a screeching halt begin to merge single file to the left, driving on the shoulder. Before me is a bright yellow Caterpillar dump truck. It's freaking huge. It's on the back of a wide load trailer. The dump truck's twice, maybe even three times the size of a normal dump truck. The massive machine is wedged into the underside of the highway bridge. It's literally choked off the sunlight, turning the overpass into a dimly lit cave. As I walk past the bright yellow truck, I hear the sound of a thousand cars on the interstate above me. I marvel at the truck tire's size. They're easily as tall as a man. And all over the interstate are chunks of freshly displaced concrete now littering the road. I stare up at the underside of I-40. The metallic top of the dump truck has become part of the bridge infrastructure. It's dark, but I can see a definitive outline where the canary yellow truck is violently collided with the metal beam that supports the massive bridge. What a mess! I quickly figure out that the truck was going highway speed at least. Then metal and concrete merged in one hot molten mess. The truck wedged itself into the bridge, stopping like a 10,000-pound bullet, rapidly decelerating inside the barrel of a gun. So I do what you're supposed to do. I point my camera up at the surreal scene and click. I look at my screen. Wow, I think to myself. That truck is torn through the entire interstate. It's like a big metal toe that's ripped through a worn boot, I think to myself. I quickly begin taking pictures of the disaster and post them to Facebook. I call the station. I tell them to check my Facebook page. Then I begin sending out traffic warnings to motorists. This is gonna shut down the interstate all day. My trusty photographer hollers as he continues to spray video of the wreck before us. He's right. I look around and realize that this is perhaps the busiest stretch of highway circling just inside of downtown Nashville. I see the exit sign for Demumbrian up ahead. I see the Adventure Science Center behind me. Oh my God, this is bad, I say to myself. Not only is rush hour approaching, but tonight is game one of the Nashville Predators hockey game versus the Winnipeg Jets. And tomorrow, Saturday, is the Music City Marathon, another major event. I quickly recognize this scene is fresh. There's no police presence, no TDOT trucks marking the location. The wide load drivers are out now inspecting the wreck. Meanwhile, motorists slowly inch by the colossal mistake. I look at these mutton shops inspecting the truck and trailer. They've got about as much chance of unsticking this wreck as they do calculating the sum of three angles of an isosceles triangle. These guys are hapless mopes who are suddenly naked and exposed to every motorist now severely inconvenienced. I walk up to one of the men surveying the damage. The dump truck has shifted awkwardly, almost at a 45 degree angle pointing upward into the bottom of the bridge. Hey, what happened? I shout. It's a sentence I've uttered almost every single day of my reporting life. What happened? It's like the universal journalistic hello. I'm not aggressive. I'm not judgmental. I simply ask a question. It's a question I ask every single day. What happened? The man at the trailer yells to me. The bridge is too low. 
I thought I heard him say that the bridge is too low. Surely that's not what he said. I inch closer to the man. What? I shout over the roar of engines and city noise. He turns to me and says it again. The bridge is too low. In my head, I'm wondering if he really means this. The bridge is too low? The bridge is too low. That means he did nothing wrong. The bridge is too low means that the overpass has somehow shifted over time to make passage for a wide load such as this impossible. In that nanosecond of conversation, I wonder how this driver made it through the other overpasses and then got caught under this one. Maybe he's right. Maybe the bridge is too low. Then I innocently ask, maybe your truck's too tall. I don't mean it as anything more than a qualifier to the possibility that either the massive structure of this overpass has shifted over time and it is indeed too low, or this guy's driving a truck that's not regulation and he made the driving mistake of his life. The truck is too high? The driver looks at me and walks away. I mean, you did make it through the other bridges, I say, trying to re-engage him. He wants nothing more of me and walks under the trailer to the other side of the rig. I watch as he and his partner continue to re-inspect the trailer and the dump truck. This dump truck is wedged into the bottom of the bridge tighter than a cork in a champagne bottle. This CDL reject has as much chance of fixing this as a janitor at NASA has of calculating re-entry telemetry for the space shuttle. Whatever. I tried to talk to the man. He declined. I don't care either way. Nobody's dead. It's a traffic snarl. I've done thousands of interviews, long and short. This one ranks one step above ho-hum and just short of so what. We lucked into this massive mess. As video journalists, we're practically ordained to stop and shoot at least 10 minutes of video, and we have. And we've warned the station and everyone who follows me on Facebook. Warning, find another way into town. Bridge is too low, truck too high. Either way, good luck motorists. And don't forget to tip your bartenders and waitresses on your way home. I'm done with this story. As far as I'm concerned, I still have to talk to that lady getting scammed. We were the first to arrive on the scene and were the first to leave. All before the first police car even arrives. Then a funny thing happens. My post on Facebook begins to percolate. One share becomes a thousand. It's replicating across the globe faster than political sleaze in the Washington DC swamp. It's spreading like a bowl of vapor, sneezed out of an angry monkey ass, inhaling Russian pepper sauce. Suddenly, I'm an asshole. I'm degrading. I'm a liberal media douchebag. I look at the post coming in rapid fire and wonder what the hell is going on. All I did was go to a wreck. I've been to more wrecks in my career than most people have been to the grocery store. A wreck to me with no injuries, well, that's about as eventful as a cleanup on aisle three. So effing what? But this moment is going sideways like a bad wreck in turn four at Talladega. I look at the pictures I posted. Big monster truck wedged into a bridge. Pretty self-explanatory, I think to myself. Are the pictures too complicated for the internet to understand? Did the simple essence of my interview with the Caterpillar rocket scientist not get through to the people in Peoria, Portland, and Liverpool? If I was that truck driver, you'd be picking yourself up off the concrete, one message reads. Threats of violence toward me begin to surge. My phone is chirping with each direct message of rancorous venom. Suddenly, I'm the bad guy. Kill the messenger. I sense a global witch hunt where uninformed villagers grab pitchforks and head into the night prepared to burn something. Apparently, my 10-second interview with the driver about the bridge being too low and me responding that perhaps his truck is too high has become some sort of Frankenstein monster. 
I'm accused of being demeaning and all things pejorative. You hate truckers, someone writes. I'm a smartass and suddenly trying to win fame and fortune from this so what bridge calamity, somebody else writes. One person accuses me of trying to win an Emmy. Ha, that's rich. And the Emmy for best truck stuck under an overpass goes to, are you kidding? Get real, internet. Are you really that stupid? How can you live with yourself, someone writes. Are you godless? Someone else says, you have no soul. The verbal tirade continues. Did I ask a truck driver what happened, or did I rape a farm animal? I wonder to myself. Hey, internet, can anyone read or think or not subscribe to group hate speak? The messages are coming through faster than I can count. It's like grains of space dust pounding a Geiger counter on the side of Skylab. F-bombs and over-the-top rhetoric spill across my Facebook page like a car wash of phlegm. Unacceptable. I begin trying to block some of the angry miscreants who have access to a computer a smartphone, and half a brain. It's like trying to hold back the ocean with a sanitary napkin. Now normally I don't care about Facebook, but this insane ride is making me a little bit nervous. You're a superstar, the internet lady screams across the newsroom. When we get back, I look at her quizzically. Have you seen how viral your post has gone, she says? I don't find comfort in her words. For a semi-public figure, I don't mind anonymity. And people are so hateful, she adds with a diminished smile. I'm supposed to be writing and editing my story about the senior citizen who stole 30 cell phones for internet con artists. Instead, I find myself constantly checking my Facebook Messenger. I've become a magnet for all the angst the internet's swirling toilet surge can muster. It's like all the truckers of the world have put up a bat signal in the clouds and they've rallied support for the idiot who didn't have the proper paperwork or permission to drive in downtown Nashville. More on that in a minute. But now, facts really don't matter. That horse has left that barn. This is an unchecked wildfire burning through a methane plant, and the brilliant blaze of a billion stinky farts is unmistakable and unstoppable. According to the gurgle of swamp gas firing through my internet machine, I hate truckers, and I couldn't do their job. The internet seems pretty consolidated on the fact that I should go somewhere and die. Asshole, douchebag, fake news. It keeps pouring in. I'm amazed how rapidly this roller coaster has gone off the tracks. I spent 10 minutes at this accident scene. I spoke to a truck driver for 15 seconds, and suddenly my hate meter is a tilt-a-whirl in some child-molesting funhouse smoking crack. It's crazy. At one point, I see a message from someone in England. Dual carriageway. He's using words for trucking and shipping that are not immediately recognizable to me in the English hate lexicon or the spew factory known as the internet. At approximately 3 p.m., it's now three hours after the collision with the bridge that was too low or the truck too high, depending on who you ask. Answers begin to materialize. The THP has come out and said that the driver is at fault. The THP says the driver had neither proper permits or permission to drive this rig on this route. TDOT says the bridge is perfect and the truck driver's at fault, and now he admits that he made a mistake. TDOT says the truck driver only had permits to move this wide load on roads that were some 40 miles from Nashville, far from these bridge overpasses. But, for some unexplained reason, the wannabe rocket scientist was driving under bridges that he had no business driving under. Was he headed to a lower broad honky-tonk? Maybe deja vu? The driver who thought the bridge was too low will be charged with multiple counts of driving while stupid. Yet for the rest of time, etched indelibly into the fiery fabric of the internet, I am the guy.
godless, soulless douchebag who doesn't deserve to live or at least to drive on the interstates of this great nation. So I post the full story of the THP and the TDOT commissioner on my Facebook page as a source of pure information. I'm hopeful that this will help assuage the runaway anger that's permeating this seemingly simple story. In the past, when I've had large influxes of negativity about a story, I just maintained the ship and paddled forward and posted more stories, hoping that the top of the page moves to the bottom of the page and then out of sight from the main page, hopefully on the stories that are old and forgotten. But this story is different. The brotherhood of truckers is keeping the rancor alive. The wide load drivers can't be at fault, they think, so let's condemn the messenger who asked him what happened and then pointed out that his truck might be too high. Nuclear, that's where this is gone. My boss hears the THP interview and yells, your interview with the truck driver is even more relevant now. Have you seen all the hate spewing forth on my site, I ask? He smiles, pushing his glasses back on his nose. Hey, if you had video of truckers pouring gasoline on a basket of kittens and then lighting the match, you'd still be the bad guy, he says. I laugh at the intense imagery, but you know what? He's right. There's a brotherhood of truckers, and they'll stick together and fight the big bad media man who obviously is spewing fake news on his little tiny market number 27 Facebook page. It's amusing and sad all at once. It's amusing because of the gang mentality that spews forth. I'm the bad guy truck driver who broke every driving rule in the book has literally affected hundreds of thousands of people and cost the state millions in overtime that will be paid while insurance companies figure out how to settle. It's sad because people can be so quick to judge, so quick to foam at the mouth like dogs that lick their own hindquarters, then French kiss their moms. It's sad because they said I jumped to judge the situation when all I did was post pictures and warned my community. All I did was ask a simple question of a driver, what happened? It's sad because once again it proves that the unfiltered, untethered, unhinged ability of anyone with a colon to get online to voice any thought at any time about anything is neither productive nor good. That guilty truck driver could have told me anything. He could have told me no comment. He could have told me a squirrel jumped out in the road. Whatever. Instead, he said something really, really dumb. My job's to document the reality of the situation. Close to a million views later, I'm the dog crap on the shoe of society. I thought about removing the post, then I thought to myself, why? Why should I? I did my job. I was neither biased nor emotional. F the internet. The internet can kiss my ass. That's the way it goes in news. Kill the messenger. Call him fake news. Be quick to call him a douchebag who should die. Hey, truck driver, after careful consideration of the facts, I think your rig was too high. Life's crazy.